Good morning. You are in chapel. <laughs> hey, welcome to Baylor. Those of you who are new, those of you who are upperclassmen, welcome back to chapel. We're glad you're here. Hey, if you do not have a syllabus, you need to raise your hand and we will have someone bring one to you. Over here, over here. Was that necessary? That was not necessary. Was that, what? Hey, raise your hand if you don't have a syllabus. Can we get syllabus to all of these people? Keep it up until someone comes with a syllabus in your hands. Awesome. Hey, how many of you, well, I don't want to ask questions that require you to raise your hands until the syllabus are all passed out. Good, we got people coming down. Hey, glad you're here. I hope that um, you had a great night's sleep last night, and I hope that you woke up this morning refreshed and ready for school. Um, I don't know how many of you had a class already this morning. If you had a class already this morning, clap your hands. Man, that's a lot of you, a lot of you. And did you, did, I mean, did you get to that class and think this is going to be the greatest experience of my life? Good, good. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit, probably in your class, what you did as you went over the syllabus. And so we're going to do that in a little while. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about what this is. This is chapel, and it's unlike your other classes, but in some ways it's just like your other classes. So I just want to tell you just for a moment why we do what we do and kind of how we do it. Today is obviously Monday. On Mondays in chapel... We are always going to come into this place and we're going to have a speaker of some type or a musician or an artist or something. And it's always going to be kind of a topic-centered day that, that kind of talks about faith in some way. So, for instance, we might have a group of dancers come and they may do ballet that's kind of a faith-oriented ballet. Or, or we may have a speaker who's a medical doctor to, to a country in Africa come and they'll share with us what it means to be a person of faith as a, as a doctor. Doctor. That's Mondays. Wednesdays, on the other hand, are different. Wednesdays, you're still going to come here, and you're still going to come to the same place, same time, and we're going to have a worship service every Wednesday. Now, I want to talk for just a second about those worship experiences. The worship experiences on Wednesdays are going to be different each day you come here. They're going to be a little different. Some of you are going to say, man, this is really familiar to me on a Wednesday, and sometimes you're going to say, this is really something I've never experienced before. What I mean by that is this. We may have a band up here one day, and you may say, yeah, I grew up with a band in my church, so this is great. Others of you may say, I've never really worshipped much in a church with a band. Some of you have, don't, don't come from a church tradition at all, and you may say, all of this is new to me. Some of you may really be kind of more in the gospel realm, or some of you may be from a very orthodox tradition, and we're going to do that. We're going to do those things. We may have a reading on the screen, and you may, we may say at the end of a scripture reading, we may say, like we did last night at Candlelight, for those of you who were there, this is the word of the Lord, and you would respond, thanks be to God. And some of you are going to say, that's really weird. I've never done that before. Others of you are going to say, you know what, I, I grew up doing that. I always say, thanks be to God, after we read scripture. Now, let me tell you why this is important. I want to tell you a quick illustration about my son. I have a little boy. He's almost two. He'll be two September 7th, and he's like, yay tall. Okay? He's got really blonde hair and really blue eyes, and I'll introduce you to him one day. He'll come running out here, and he'll go, da-da, da-da, because that's what he does, because he's awesome. If you don't remember his name, his name is Siler. But if you don't remember Siler, you can just say, hey, awesome, and he'll come. 
come running because that's what he is. And so he'll run up to you. And, and the thing about my son is I'll put him in the back of the car, right, in the back seat. And obviously when you put your child in the car, you're riding down the road, and I've got in the CD player not something he would enjoy. I'm, I'm listening to Kanye, right? And so, so, you know, I'm bumping down the road. Everything's good. And then uh, Siler's back there just doing this. Because he's bored to death. He's like, what is this? And so I hit eject and I put in, obviously. Who is listening to a radio right now? Baby Einstein is correct, but I heard somebody with a radio in their ear <laughs> over there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I put Baby Einstein into the vehicle, right? And so my son is in the back. Who said Baby Einstein? You're very wise. You're a wise man. And so I put, I put, it's like baby Mozart is what it is. So I put baby Mozart in and literally baby Mozart comes on and it's, it's super lame. I mean, another definition of lame. It, it is, it just is. And so I put it on and it's like little bells going, which the song is great. It's, it's classic, but the, the, the performance is lacking, right? But my son is in the back going, Right? He thinks it's the best thing ever. He's like, man, baby, baby Mozart's awesome. And you know, when he wants me to play baby Mozart, so I get tired of it because I think this is super lame. And I hit eject and I'm like, okay, Siler, you got yours. I get mine. So I'll put, you know, Counting Crows back in or Kanye. I put him in. And, and th- my son goes like this, mucus, which means music. Because <laughs> when he says mucus, I kind of want to throw up just a little mucus so he puts in the music and then and then so I'm like okay fine we'll put your music back in so he put his music back in well I want to tell you the story that one day I dropped him off at school and so he walks into the school and I'm driving by myself and it was like 10 minutes before I realized I had been rocking out to some baby Mozart (laughs) for like 10 minutes so then one day I'm driving along by myself and I'm listening to YouTube or something right and and I, I I literally start missing Siler and I think, man, I love my son, and I miss him. So I did the unthinkable. I did in that moment. I hit eject. U2 comes out. I reach over, and baby Mozart goes in. And I am alone, and I am rocking out to baby Mozart. And you know why I was doing that? Because I love my son. What in the world does that have to do with this? You're going to be in a worship experience this semester, I can guarantee it, where you think to yourself, I would hit eject. (laughs) This is not something that I really enjoy. But I'm asking you to participate and to be a part of us because you love the fellow students who are from that tradition and who do enjoy it. Does that make sense? You'll have a time where we'll be doing a reading and you'll say, this is really strange to me and I don't really get into this, but your neighbor sitting to your right or to your left grew up with it and is very much in the spirit of worship in that moment. All I'm asking you to do is participate on Wednesdays, even in the days that it really doesn't really get you. I'm asking you to participate not just because we should, but because you love one another. And you love those who are from a different tradition than you. So that's my spiel. I want to introduce you to Burt Burleson. He's a university chaplain. Some of you heard him last night speaking. And we're going to take just a moment, and we're going to go over the syllabus together. Um, So do you have, everybody has a syllabus now? Everybody has it? 
How, when you're in a beta class, how often do you have to be there to get credit? You already know this by now, don't you? 75% of the time. That's just the Baylor policy, and it's the policy for chapel as well. If you are in University 1000 or BU 1000, which I think almost everyone who's a new student is, there's a few of you who aren't, if you're there, how often do you have to be at University 1000 or BU 1000? 75% of the time. Just a little advice, not only for chapel, but for uh, every class that you have. If you go into the Thanksgiving holidays and you're out of absences, uh, that's treading on thin ice because I'll guarantee you some of you are going to wind up with the flu. Some of you are going to be at the hospital with pneumonia. Some of you are going to get a call and your parents are going to say you need to come home. Your grandmother's very sick. And then you're going to come to my office or somebody else's office and say, surely Baylor University wouldn't fail me because I went home to my grandmother's funeral. And what you're going to hear is our policy is that you have to be here 75% of the time. There are no ex excused absences at Baylor. So you need to sort of uh, be careful with that. Take care, whether it's with chapel or anything else, because if you're not there 75% of the time, you'll be retaking that class. You'll be retaking chapel. Uh, that's a, that's a, just a, a Baylor policy. You can't come to us. You may be a dear friend of ours and say, can't you uh, just let me slide? Give me one more... Uh, day present. We can't do it. The Baylor policy is 75% of the time. Now, while you're here. When you come into this room, we, we love chapel. I mean, that's, uh, I actually live and breathe chapel all year long, and Bert does, uh, lives and breathe chapel and about seven other things as well. And we love it here, and we think it's a place that we should be respectful of one another. And so what we're asking is when you walk into this room, that you are respectful of the hour, um, the fact that we are gathered as a community to worship and that we all together behave appropriately while we're here. We bring in guests from all over the world. And if you were to do something like carry on a conversation or, and, and I mean this quite literally, earlier in the silence, someone had their radio on. We hear, we can hear your iPod when it's on. And to be quite honest with you, it's, it's absolutely disrespectful to the person who's up here. And so what I'm asking you is to be respectful of the hour, carrying on a conversation or listening to the radio or doing anything other than just being engaged in what we're doing here together is, is grounds for us to have to come and say, hey, can, can you maybe um, go and come back another day? Um, and when we do that, you're going to actually have to be absent that day. So you'll receive one of your absences that you have in that 25% allotment. Let me just add to it. It's going to feel different than being in a class when you walk in here because we have this sort of sacred agenda and there's so many people and you're so far away and you're going to have the sense of surely it won't matter if I'm whispering a little bit here because sometimes it does feel like you're in a big conference. You've got to remind yourself I'm in a classroom and, and in a classroom you wouldn't put your feet up on the desk in front of you and you wouldn't carry on a conversation. You wouldn't start snoring and taking a nap on row, row two. There'll be days I know when you have other kinds of things you'd rather be doing. Um, maybe you're not a person of faith or maybe from a different religion. We just thank you ahead of time for being here and being here respectfully. You need to be counted present when you're here. And the way we're going to do that is you're going to slide your ID card on the way out of Waco Hall. So when you're coming in, you don't need to scan. So just come in, have a seat wherever you'd like, just like you did today. That's always the case. But the way we're going to know that you're here is you scan your ID card. Now, you're all adults in this place. We consider you adults. And so it's really your responsibility, your attendance, and your 
being counted present is your responsibility. So you need to make sure your ID card works. Um, I've heard this a lot. My ID card works everywhere except for chapel. Well, that is why we have brand spanking new scanners. Um, that should not be the case. And so I want you to, to know that your ID card works. If you scan your ID card and it does not work, then that's another issue, and we'll talk about that in a second. The way that we'll do this, and I want to show it to you on the screen. Stan is back there, and he's gonna, we're going to do a little live feed here just so you know how to do it. You're going to turn your ID picture away from you, and the magnetic strip should be down. Okay, the picture should be away from you, magnetic strip down. Can we put it on Stan? Yeah, okay. that is a great shot, guys. Okay, you see the picture is away from Stan, the magnetic strip's down, and he scanned his card. Did you see the speed at which he scanned his card? All of you have done this at the grocery store, right? It's a great speed. It was a really solid speed. You see the light is red. You see the light turns green. Stan is being counted present over and over again. And so the... You need to make sure before you scan that the light is red. If it's green, it's still processing the person in front of you. You need to scan with about a medium speed, and then you need to wait about three seconds. In that three seconds, you'll hear a beep, and you'll see a green light. That means we got it. You are counted present. If you do not see one of those signs, then you're going to need to scan again. Okay. If you scan twice, and it is still not... Um, receiving you, then it's your ID that's the problem. It's not the scanner. So what you're going to need to do is ask the assistant who's standing there beside you, I need a voucher. This also counts for those of you who might have forgotten your ID one day. Now, here's the deal. You can only use a voucher five times this semester. So do not come to chapel without your ID, um, without a working ID, and, and think you're going to use a voucher every time because that's a longer process. When you receive a voucher, you'll have to go to one of the desks on the side of Waco Hall, usually right over there, and you're going to have to wait in line and then sign your name. It just takes a longer time, so bring a working ID. Also, uh, technology does occasionally fail us, even with new scanners, and you can go online on the Spiritual Life website and check your chapel attendance. You can also check that we have made sure you were present. So if you're sort of wanting to make sure the system works, go check it. Here's the thing. You have a week to do that. If you come to us in November and say, I really was there back in September, we can't give you credit. If you call us the week of and say, hey, I scanned and for some reason it's not showing up, then we can work with you. But don't call us two months later. So if you want to sort of double check and make sure, we think that's a good idea, take, take the time every week to go in and make sure that we've given you credit for being here. If you have your syllabus, we're on number four. And all of this is on your syllabus, so make sure that you take a look at that at some point. Number four says very clearly, courtesy toward the chaplains and the chapel staff is expected. Now, let me share with you that there's a reciprocal nature to this statement. We will also be courteous to you. We respect you a lot. We love you dearly. You're why I get up in the morning is because there are students on this campus. But we're asking nothing but the same back from you. So our chapel staff, raise your hand if you're chapel staff back there in the back. Okay. They're in the booth and they're back there. We have chapel assistants all over the room, one on camera, some up there. Chapel staff, they're, they're us. They're, they're part of, of our staff. And so we're asking you to be respectful. Now you're asking yourself, why would I be disrespectful to the chapel staff? Well, because one day you're going to mess up and you're going to be sitting there and you're going to forget 
that, that you're not supposed to have a loud conversation about the game last night in chapel, and you're going to be talking to someone, and the chapel staff's going to come tap you on the shoulder. And this is what the chapel staff's going to say, because the chapel staff is always respectful. The chapel staff's going to tap you on the back, and they're going to go, excuse me, thank you for being in chapel today. Could you maybe tone that down and, and pay attention and not, not have the conversation right now? And this is how you're going to respond. Yes, chapel staff. Thank you so much for seeing my wayward ways and for putting me on the path of straightness. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because obviously we're respectful to one another. And if you were to, maybe you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're, you're, you're not having a great day and the chapel staff pats you on the shoulder and says, you know, can you, can you please stop? And if you were to say something that was rude or disrespectful, that would be very, very unfortunate. Because at that moment, they would have to come get myself or one of our staff in the back and we would have to ask you to come back another day when you woke up on the proper side of the bed um, and we'd have to count you absent that day. So can we just agree now because we don't really want to have this issue ever. So can we agree now by the nodding of the head that we're just all going to love each other and there's just going to be love all over the place? Good. Praise God. Good. Last thing on number five, and you'll hear this in every class, but academic integrity is such a big thing at Baylor. And that uh, applies to chapel, obviously. Uh, we, we do occasionally have a student try to come in after chapel who wasn't here and slide their card or call us and tell us, yeah, I was in chapel. We really have ways by the technology, particularly with these new scanners, of knowing whether or not someone has tried to slide a card. So if for some reason you feel panicked and you do something that you normally wouldn't do and you, you're not thinking and you cheat, we're going to have to refer you to the honor, honor council probably mean you won't pass chapel so just don't give in to that temptation there's just no reason to do that come talk to us you know we're, we'll help you work things out come be with us and talk to us but don't cheat last thing we want to do is is i want to bring uh, the spiritual life staff out y'all come on out i want you to know who they are you're going to hear a lot about spiritual life something's going on at spiritual life or this person works for spiritual life i'm the university chaplain i'm the dean for spiritual life so what is spiritual life come on out Spiritual life, first of all, it's a place. There's a spiritual life center that's just down uh, the block, two buildings. Spiritual life center has a coffee bar. There are couches and televisions. There's a, there's a prayer room. There's a library, all sorts of uh, computers and printers. So if you need to print something out, there's a place to go and do that. It is a place to be, a place to, to hang out, a place to be around friends. It is also a community. Come on up. Gather around. Act like a community. <laughs> this is the spiritual life community. Not, not, about 35 of us work in and out of that center. And I want you to sort of have some sense of what all we do together as a, as a team. Uh, there are actually four kind of areas that we work with. You know Chapel Ryan. This is Ryan Richardson, Associate Tra Chaplain and Director for Worship. A lot of folks, uh, any, anybody on stage that works with Ryan, raise your hand. Curtis is here. They do not only chapel, but worship experiences all over the campus in different kinds of ways. If you're interested in that sort of thing while you're here at Baylor, Ryan Richardson is, is the one to talk to. Uh, Becky Kennedy, where are you, Becky? Becky, if you're on Becky's staff, raise your hand. Becky's the associate chaplain director for, for missions. So anything related to missions, small groups and teams that go into the community are, are groups that go all around the world. We send students all over the world. Uh, comes through. Becky's work and Becky's team. So if you're interested in that, you're going to be talking to Becky, and you're going to be hearing a lot about those opportunities. I, uh, as chaplain, work with the pastoral care staff. So we have uh, sports chaplains. First of all, 
uh, this is Katherine Johnson over here. I just want you to, if you're an athlete, raise your hand. Katherine is one of two sports chaplains here at Baylor. So uh, we, we reach out to our athletes with chaplains. But also, how many of you know your resident chaplain? Raise your hand, folks. We've got a lot of resident chaplains, and they're in your residence halls. We're here just to be able to say Baylor cares, and you have a place to talk, someone to talk to, someone to guide you. You're going to need this kind of care during your time at Baylor. If you have to leave campus for some reason, go to the hospital or go home, you need to make sure you call or get someone to call our office. We're the ones that help connect with your professors. If you have to run off in the middle of the night because something happened at home, we're the ones who can let your professors know and sort of guide you through the issues with classes there. So make sure that you let us know when there's a problem. Finally, I want to introduce Christian Richardson, who is our Director for Spiritual Formation and Baptist Student Ministries. They do all sorts of things across the campus, small groups and retreats and events. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about what's happening tonight. Hi, everyone. Good morning. I just want to welcome you all again, like you've been welcomed by everyone else. Um, but also want to invite you tonight to the Spiritual Life Welcome Dinner. It will be from 5 to 7 p.m. at Fountain Mall. And um, it's a time that we want to get to know you all, but also a time for you to get to know the different ministries and things that are going on in spiritual life from missions to worship um, to things like the freshman retreat. Um, it's a time where you can uh, fill out some cards and get some information from us, but also a time to enjoy fellowship, free Fuddruckers. So that's good. Get, some, get a great hamburger um, out there and also to listen to some great live music um, um, provided by Baylor Rising Artist Network. So I hope that you can join us tonight, 5 to 7 p.m., Fountain Mall. Hope to see you there. The, <laughs> go ahead. The, we, we want you to come see us and look forward to knowing you. Uh, I want to do one more thing before we go. Uh, I want to answer this question in a, in a minute or two. Why does Baylor still have University Chapel? And maybe you've wondered that because, as you know, most major universities that once had chapel let it go years and years ago. I mean, one of the reasons is, and, and this is not a bad reason altogether. One of the reasons is because we have had chapel for over 160 years. Did you know that, that University Chapel at Baylor is literally the oldest tradition in America in higher education? So it's a tradition that we take care of, and that matters some, but it's probably not a very satisfying answer. And ultimately, it's not why we do what we do, just because we've always done it this way. That's not a good answer, is it? Let me... Let me throw this out at you as we sort of conclude. There's a story in the Bible where, where Jesus is walking along and, uh, and he sees the disciples one morning who've been fishing all night long and they hadn't caught a thing. Their nets were empty. And he has this great line. He says, go back out and cast your nets down into deeper waters. I think that's why we do chapel at Baylor. Because what we do in life is we sort of drag our nets around in pretty shallow stuff. And often when they come up empty or at best with some stuff that ultimately is not very sustaining for us. And we need to kind of challenge one another and push one another to go out into deeper waters and let our nets down into things that matter. Deeper into our faith. In, literally into the depths of God. To find something there that makes a difference and sustains us. And that's really what we're after here during chapel.
to invite one another to do that so that when you walk through the door every day, I mean, it is just a habit to be here and you have to be here and all that, but maybe you'll also have the thought of, this is my chance to let my net down into waters where I might pull something up that gives me life, that brings life to me. Every day when we end chapel, we're going to end it the same way. Someone will come out on stage, might be Ryan, might be me or a speaker, and they're going to say, don't do it yet. They're going to stay. would you stand now for our final word of blessing? Don't go grabbing backpacks or whatever. Just stand because when everybody's quiet, we're going to have a final word of blessing and let you go. And by the way, chapel will normally only last about 30 minutes. So it's a, we don't take the entire class time. It's about five minutes to get out if you're at the back of the line. So you have plenty of time just to relax a little bit after chapel. But we'll end the same way every time. So would you stand now as we have our final blessing? May God bless us all this year in chapel as we let our nets down into some deeper water. May God give us what will sustain us every day, every day. Go in peace.